Welcome to the Gospel for Life. We have four Treasure Valley pastors committed to showing that the gospel is not just for that religious part of your life, but rather it's for all of life. You never graduate from the gospel. I'm Josh Bales, pastor of the Well Church, here with Russell Herman, pastor at Cloverdale United Reformed Church, Phil Moran, pastor at Christ Presbyterian Church, and Jonathan Van Hoogen, pastor at Spring United Reformed Church. Now, if you'd like to find out more about us or catch past broadcasts or get information about our annual conference, you can find us at ReformationVoice.com. All right, welcome back to the Gospel for Life, your favorite radio program on, can I say KBXL? Yeah, that's right. So your favorite program at least at 8 o'clock in the morning on KBXL. Uh, I am one of your hosts, Josh Bales. In the studio today, the regular cohorts, uh, Pastor Phil Moran from Christ Press. Glad you're here, brother. Good. Glad to be here. <laughs> uh, maybe. <laughs> he wasn't sure. Maybe, if, maybe yeah, I'm glad yeah. to be here. I don't know. Uh, Pastor Russ Herman from Cloverdale. Also glad to be here. <laughs> I think there's more nonverbal speech going on than I can uh, really account for at this point. And then uh, special guest, uh, Pastor Tim Hazelbaker from Middleton First Baptist. Glad you're here. I am also glad to be here and with I do, no hesitation and I no reluctance. That. Yeah, that was actually good. Mm-hmm. I, that was believable. So we've been talking about backsliding um, the last couple of days. Uh, our goal in talking about this is um, to help, uh, not to condemn, uh, not to cause our listeners to, to hide in shame, but actually to remind them of gospel truths, that Christ came to set the prisoners free, and if the Son has set you free, you're free indeed. Um, Phil, you have quoted Luther's 95 Theses a number of times on the air. What's the very first one? I don't remember. You need to repent. Yeah. <laughs> Tim, what's the first one? Repentance is meant to be a lifestyle. That's right. Yep. Yeah. Uh, so we don't just uh-huh. repent once in a while in the Christian life, but repentance is, is meant to be a, a continual practice for no matter what stage of Christian life that you're in, right? Mm-hmm. And backsliding is when you stop repenting it's not Mm -hmm. when you sin in a daily sin it's not romans 7 the things i do i don't want to do and vice versa it's when you stop repenting so yesterday we gave some examples of uh, backsliders in scripture let's talk about the causes of backsliding today can i just read a list of of six symptoms that dr beaky gives in his book getting back in the race to cure because maybe it would be helpful for the people, if we've been talking about backsliding, people might say, well, what does it look like before yeah. we talk? And so he says these six things. Coldness in prayer, indifference under the word, growing inner corruptions, the love of the world, declining love for believers, and man-centered hopes. Hmm. And he's saying those can be symptoms of those that are in a in a state of backsliding. Mm-hmm. So coldness in prayer, indifference, indifference under the word, growing inner corruptions, the love of the world, declining love for believers, and man-centered hopes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think that's mm-hmm. true. So listener, are, are any of those things true in you or maybe one or two of those things mm-hmm. true in you that and, and if so that could be a uh, that's a warning sign hey you know the, the the dash light on the car is flashing for maintenance uh-huh. don't don't be deaf to those warning signs okay so 
with, with those in mind, with those kind of signs and symptoms in mind, did you? Yeah. So I was just going to say. So what gets us to those six? Right. Yep. Right. Yep. So what are what are some causes of backsliding? I, I have a J.C. Ryle quote. If that's oh, okay. Big surprise. I, can I just say very quickly that I'm disappointed that it took day three yeah, for I, Tim to I get agree. to J.C. Ryle. Yeah, you're 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 backsliding. You are. <laughs> yep. That's an example for everyone to hear. <clears throat> This is J.C. Ryle in his book, The Christian Race, and the sermon is called The Christian Race, and it's on Hebrews 13, let us run the race that is before us, Hebrews 12, not 13. And um, one of the verses says that we need to lay aside every weight and sin. Not just lay aside sin, of course, we need to lay aside every weight and sin. Not just sin, but things that would um, hinder us from running the race. And here's where he says, these bitter besetting sins are a cause of our backsliding. How many have fallen in their full course and given occasion to God's enemies to blaspheme from thinking lightly of them, from not continually guarding against them, and from a vain notion that they were altogether cut off, not fighting against sin? They have been overconfident and presumptuous. They have said, we are the temple of the Lord and we cannot greatly stumble. And they have forgotten that hidden root, that branch of the old Adam. And so day after day, little by little, shoot after shoot, it grew it strengthened, it filled their heart, it blighted their few graces, and suddenly, without time to think, they have slipped and fallen headlong in the race, and now they are hurrying down stream amidst that miserable party, the backsliders, and who can tell what their end may be. What was the simple cause? They disregarded some besetting sin. Go, child of God, and search the chambers of your heart. See whether you can find there some seed of evil, some darling thing which you have tendered, uh, tenderly spared hitherto because it was a little one. Away with it. There must be no mercy, no compromise, no reserve. It must be laid aside, plucked up, torn up by the roots, or it will one day trip you up and prevent you from running mm. your race toward Zion. The gates of heaven are broad enough to receive the worst of sinners, but too narrow to admit the smallest grain of unforsaken sin. Mm. All right, so land the plane for us. How would you summarize that? If we don't deal with the sin and the weights in our lives, and if we minimize them or sweep them under the rug or pretend they're not as big of a deal as they are or pretend they're not there altogether, then they will grow. Uh, the, that is the root of bitterness and the root that grows, and they will trap us up and we will fall. Mm -hmm. And part of what he's talking about there is a lack of humility. Mm. Uh, lack of total dependence on the grace of God. When we begin to get, uh, and I, I believe he, in, he indicated, when we when we begin to get prideful, uh, when we re regard sin as minor, and uh, I've got control of this, and uh, that's when the lack of humility uh, sets in. And the lack of humility leads to lack of dependence on the grace of God. Yeah. I think you have, with regard to sin, you can, you can move into a state of, of, of backsliding in two ways. You can commit a, a, what we often talk about as big sins, and that moves you into that, that state. Or sometimes it's just nursing, quote-unquote, little sins. Yeah. That you have um, some pet sin in your life that you just, for whatever reason, don't want to let go of, and you you hold on to that, you you nurse that, you you um, continue to play around with it. So I think 
sometimes we have this mistaken notion that it's only the big sins that get us in trouble. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, but sometimes it's just the, the nurturing of little sins over a length of time that gets you in the same spot. Yeah, um, let me suggest something um, e- equally as subtle. Um, not only do little sins um, unrepented of get us into trouble, but I think thinking that there's neutral territory in the Christian life. Uh, look, there's only two directions you can go. Uh, at the end of uh, Peter's letter, Second Peter, he says, but grow in the grace um, and knowledge of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. So there's a, an imperative to grow. If you're, if you're not growing, it's not that you're just coasting. It's that you're actually decreasing. That there's only it's either growth or decreasing in the Christian life, and I, I think if 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 a Christian thinks, well, you know, I, I'm not on fire for the Lord right now, but I'm not committing any grave sins, that that itself is at least beginning the process of of backsliding. Mm-hmm. We're called maybe, to love the Lord our God with all our heart, soul, mind, strength, and love our neighbors ourselves, not to coast. Maybe physical fitness is a good comparison. Mm. You know, if you're not working out. It's not that your muscles or your cardio is going to stay where it is. It's going to decrease. Are you saying something about my physique? Right I was now? looking at you when I said that. <laughs> we have been doing this series on the gospel and and then filling in the blank with all of these things. And, and the reality is, we daily need the gospel. Yeah. Yes. We daily need to be reminded of the person and work of Jesus Christ. We need to continually be coming back to the cross and beholding Christ in his beauty and his glory and living in the fullness of who we are in him. And if we're not daily appropriating, if you will, the gospel, then that really is puts us in a dangerous spot of moving towards backsliding. Yeah. Let me give, let me give an, an analogy to backsliding. When I was in college, back you're not going to take a shot at Josh's yeah. <laughs> fitness, are you? <laughs> no. Okay. I uh, wanted to spare Josh yeah, twice. Yeah, I appreciate that. Uh, yeah, kind of I, I, I will have mer- I will have mercy on Josh. Uh, back when I was in college, back back before the earth cooled, um, I took a class called Sociology of Marriage and Family. From Moses, and, uh, yeah, 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 and well, the guy was as old as Moses, uh, and I, I, at least I, I back then thought he was was as old as Moses. He had uh, the the teacher of that class had been married for forty years, and there was a lot of couples in the class that were preparing to get married, and um, the class, by the way, was totally secular. Um, it, was, it was a secular college. And he said something about marriage. And the teacher had been married for 40 years. And he said, those of you preparing to get married, the day will come when you're going to wake up in the morning and look at the person lying next to you in the bed. And you're going to say to yourself, I do not love this person. And now and he said, and I, and "I know, I know you. You don't believe. You don't believe me. You don't believe that that day will ever come. But I guarantee you that day will come." And he said, and then he went on. He was a very wise man. He went on. 
Decide right now what you're going to do when that day comes. He said, decide right now that your love is a commitment and not a feeling. Mm. Because feelings wax and wane. They, they come and go. Yeah. Are you going to depend on your feelings? He said, count on divorce. If you're, if you're dependent on your feelings. Yeah. But decide right now in advance yeah. what you're going to do when that day comes. Yeah. And uh, Christian, decide right now what you're going to do when you, when you become indifferent to the gospel. Yeah. You become indifferent to your, your Lord and, and your Savior. Commit to getting among the people of God. Commit to reading your Bible, whether you feel like it or not, uh, whether you whether you are getting anything out of it or not, read it. Pray whether you feel like it or not, and that that's how you get through a season of indifference. Uh, how you push through a, a and that's how you lay hold of the grace of God. Yeah. In Hebrews chapter 5, verse 11, it says, About this we have much to say, and it's hard to explain, since you have become dull of hearing. Mm. And, and that's a little bit of what, what Phil is talking about. There comes a point where, you, where you're, you're cold or indifferent to God and his word, that, that, that moment you wake up and you say, I'm not sure I'm, I'm in love. And that can be a cause of that backsliding as well. We're, going, we're running out of time today, but we'll talk about this more tomorrow. Um, you've been listening to the Gospel for Life, and we'll see you next time.